Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Welcome to episode 159 of the After Lodge Podcast, brought to you from the bowels of the Googleplex data center somewhere. It might be in a town near you, in the tube. Temperature-controlled bowels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, it's just uh, the usual suspects. We have worshipful producer Bruce. Howdy. And uh, G-Pack, the grumpy past angry chaplain. Who's joining us from, uh, from Nowheresville, Iowa? Parts unknown. How come you get to have all the fun, Tony? Why do you get to go to all the fun places? Like, uh, oh man, let me tell you about Iowa. Iowa is a hopping. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I can't make anything up. Could not pretend for more than a second and a half. He's in Davenport, Iowa. With all apologies to my Davenport, bro- Davenport brethren, masonry should be hopping in Davenport because there's nothing else to do in Iowa. Have you visited a lodge in Davenport? I think you've been there before. No, actually, I got home. I worked all weekend. I got home on Monday. I went up um, to do some stuff in Illinois. And then I got here to uh, Davenport. And I, I walked into the hotel room. I got checked in. I came upstairs. And I came on the show. So, I mean, I haven't even unpacked my breathing machine my CPAP machine I haven't laid out all my stuff I, yeah I'm, and I'm only here for like two hours tomorrow hmm 
We're, we're interviewing nope. a new guy, new a new sales rep to interview him, and then I'm heading back out of town. So, um, oh, you haven't been with us. Be here, damn it. You haven't been with us in a couple weeks. Uh, I know you've been having a uh, big adventure instead of coming to lodge with your brethren, uh, hanging out with the NASCAR. You know what? Don't believe it. Yeah, no, why don't, you, why, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about how you'd rather go to Na NASCAR races and hang out in the pit than come to your, you know, our, our one big annual. We only have one a year, Tony. That's the one that I want everybody to come to. And you're sitting there posting would, pictures on Facebook about all your NASCAR cars. And here I am with the pit crew hanging out, drinking margaritas or whatever you were doing. I would rather go to Davenport than go to a NASCAR race. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, we did we we did the VIP treatment. I had some heavy hitters, some big customers, and all that. And one of our vendors actually paid for me to come. They wanted me to come, and so they paid for my air flight. They paid for the sky boxes. They paid for everything. They took us down to pit row. We we went inside the garages. I mean, what really feels bad is you know how in masonry, all men are on the level. It's not that way in NASCAR. Um, we had these special passes, and so we had a track official that was walking us around. And so everybody's behind these gates, and we're walking on the road where the cars are coming in and out. We'd have to move out of the way and give a driver a high five as he went by and all that crap, all that stuff, which is really neat. But then you look over and you see all these people that are behind the cattle gates, and they're, like, looking at us like, who the hell are they? Right. <laughs> so, but all that stuff was all that all that stuff was super neat. That was awesome. And then we went upstairs, got into the suite where the cars are getting ready to take off, and they all line up and they do the deal, whatever the pace slap or whatever, and they all take off. And that is super neat, super neat, super neat. And then for the next seven thousand two hundred and eighty-seven laps that a race consists of, it's the boring us oh my god i was texting my wife please just shoot me i was texting my wife they can fire me i'm not coming back next year this is horrible and so that race ended on saturday and they started another race the truck race and we did the same thing again i'm like holy cow i think you loved it and you're just pretending that you didn't have fun because no. you know how much we're, we're all upset that you shirked your duties like every guy who uh goes to or watches nascar on the weekend you you don't actually watch the six thousand laps in between like you take a nap you check out the girls you go to the go to the the cash bar or the the buffet you know and you go down and to hope the that pit. you just happen to be paying attention with the oh the oh oh oh, oh 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 okay yes. i had fun i did have fun on friday night it was the most. Oh, I, I talked about the girls and reminded you, huh? No, no well, I was going to show you a picture of that, but um, the uh, the most awesome thing in the world. I am a huge Walking Dead fan, and my wife is a huge Walking Dead fan. Well, they take this show down in Sonoy, Atlanta, and so where we were staying at in Peachtree, Georgia, wasn't very far from there. So they took us out to this real fancy restaurant called Tomatoes. Well, it just so happened that right around the corner from Tomatoes oh, – oh, Tomatoes, by the way, is right next door to Norman's place. Norman is Daryl on the show, and that's his restaurant. 
anyway, they took us around to the back side of where these this, these restaurants and the and the strip was, and we seen if if you know anything about Walking Dead. I seen where Alexandria was. I seen the big metal wall. I seen the church tower. I seen the railroad tracks that they walked up and down. So I, I mean, that was the high point to my trip. And I was texting my wife pictures, and she was. Uh, um, she, that's where she wants to go on vacations. <laughs> you tell her it's fine as y'all can catch a as long as y'all can catch a NASCAR race. Yeah. No, heck, uh, no. They, they're gonna have to shoot me to make me go back. Well, you know, you could go to the NASCAR race and Bruce could entertain the misses. Hmm. Uh, well, here we go. Here we go. I'll, I'll walk those railroad tracks. I'm thinking of that scene in uh, Talladega Nights with the the chick up in the I don't know private room with the the vibrations. I don't know if y'all can see that good or not. Uh, I, um, two... I see a vaguely used shape and two. I, I would guess women on either side of you. They are somewhat direction. feminine figures, so it could either move it, be... Move uh, it back towards you a little bit. It's out of focus. It could either be NASCAR girls or Dale Earnhardt. No, no that is the Monster Energy Girls. Hmm. Oh. Is that, is that a big no. thing? I don't... Yeah, uh, man, they're hyped up on Monster Energy drinks. What uh, could they go wrong? I don't think I have Bruce's uh, phone number. You know, he's only the master of your lodge. Hmm. I'll get ready to find out. And, and, and the more sad part is that I have his. So <laughs> um, there, there. I just sent you all pictures of that. I told my wife it was Photoshop. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll we'll keep that up for you. <laughs> okay, you both of you all should have the pictures. Okay, that's another. I, I worked all weekend. I made it look as though it was extremely fun because of that's what you have to do as a sales rep. But I'd much rather been home mowing the grass. Um, it's kind of like what the master has to do the whole year. He's sitting in the chair. He's sitting up there. He's smiling. He acts like he has it all under control. He's having the time of his life. But he really don't want to sit there after like the second or third. <laughs> the whole time, I, the whole time, he's just like, I would rather be anywhere but here. Exactly. <laughs> what you guys are talking about? I, I, I would rather be in Davenport. No. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I, it, it hasn't worn out its welcome yet for me, Tony. I don't like. I'm, I'm still learning stuff every meeting, and I'm still you know messing up stuff all the time until I get it down. Oh, somebody put something about crashes. That was the other thing. This whole weekend, out of three NASCAR races, there was, was not a single crash. What? Wow, I saw more action than you on my daily commute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know. You were you were somewhat missed, oh. especially since it was just Jeff and I hanging out. Well, where I, I tell you where I'd really rather have been is I would have rather been at our annual. Mm. I missed that. I wish we could have had I, anything happen, uh, Bruce or Harlan. Is it everything go off well? Well, uh, so we had this this issue about um, everything started running late. And we didn't close lodge till almost midnight. And there's that whole issue of what do we do if uh, if stuff was running past midnight? And um, as a new master who's never run into that issue before, uh, may maybe you should explain it, Harlan. Since we meet on Saturdays, we cannot. Uh, yes. So, well, there's there's two different things. Uh, one is that uh, lodges have to open and close the same day, uh, which 
would be fine if you get to midnight or whatever. You could, you know, wave your magic gavel and, you know, proclaim so, lodge open again on another day. Um, but per our constitution, our grand lodge can't meet on Sunday for anything Masonic. So, because we meet on Saturday night, when the clock strikes midnight, you're you're done. Like it's a full stop. Uh, in the past, we've skirted around. Hypothetically, I've heard may not have been there. Um, you know, just a rumor, unsubstantiated. Uh, past grand has been. You can't use this against us. But we have the uh, the main clock that sits above the senior warden that keeps time for the lodge, or it used to before it stopped working. It was the official clock. And uh, the senior warden could reach up and unplug that clock at 11.58. And the lodge could continue doing what it needed to do. But it's very rare that our lodge meetings run that long. And considering we started at 6 p.m., it was a long night. That's definitely the longest meeting I've ever been part of. Well, we raised four guys, so... That happened. It takes a while. Um, but... As Are far they, as your question goes, Tony, as far as the degree itself, it, it went fine. Uh, Everything went very well. Uh, a lot of our visitors afterwards came up to me and said, you know, how impressed they were and how they wish their lodge did uh, uh, work, work that uh, proficient. Yeah, they all say that. I did steal. Uh, well, they say that when they come to our lodge because they mean they it. They do. That's, that's good. <laughs> right. um, I, I did steal your part since you weren't there to do it, and then Marshall like picked me up and drugged me out of the lodge. Which was <laughs> oh, did you throw the pit? Involved. You threw and the then, pit. Uh, I came back in later, and then he came running in the other door, and we had that like Scooby Doo thing going on with like in one door and out the other thing. For a little it, while. It, it, it looked like a Benny Hill scene. They they both went running out of one door, and then Harlan comes in another door, and then Marshall peeks his head in and chases a man. They both go. Running out of third door, yeah. Yeah, and of course we staged it, so like we both knew what was going to happen. And he, he was like, "Oh, so I get to manhandle a lawyer? I'm in, I'm in." <laughs> and then so he like drags me back out of the lodge, and then we get out, and he still like got me in this bear hug. And I'm like, like <laughs> "You can let me go," and he's like, "I know, but I don't want to yet." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is a little demeaning. People can see this, but whatever." Um. No, it was it was a good time. We had uh, we had a good time. My favorite part was our uh, buddy buddy down from the uh, county seat, who had to fill in both as the senior warden and the senior deacon, and so he was like swapping regalia in the middle of the lodge room floor, running between chairs. He didn't have like two sock puppets on his heads, and no. Like he went all out. He'd stand up and say one part and then like disrobe and run to the other chair real quick so he could answer himself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> put, put, like dude, right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There's, there's more to that, that story that uh, we might have to chat about on the IRC channel as to why he had to do that. But uh, it was still funny. Nonetheless. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, it w it was a good night, and it ran really late. And then Jeff and I were sitting there about an hour after we're done, and then we packed it in and went home. And yeah, there wasn't much to be had after lodge because you know when lodge was over, it was like getting towards the end of after lodge time. Um, after we the, cleaned up and everything. The four brothers that were raised are they going to be like active brothers? Do you think? So I suspect that it'll be like our usual rate 
So one of them will be, and the other three we will see for a little while, and then they'll just stop. Okay. The reason I mean, that's my expectation. The reason I'm curious about that is you know that for our Fourth of July fair that the lodge puts on, um, we're looking at not doing the carnival but doing bounce houses, but but we're doing but looking at doing very elaborate bounce houses, um, Mr. Finance Man. Uh, the total cost in it's going to be around $12,000. Yeah, so we can't do that. Uh, but I can get the cost way down if instead of them supplying the help, we supply the workers, and he just supplies one guy to be like a... Uh, a Master a, or overseer? A, yeah, an, a, a carnival overseer, that's what he said, or event overseer. <clears throat> So if we can get about tw 10, 12 to 15 brothers or volunteers or whatever, we can bring that cost way down. 12 to 15, he says. Yeah, that's what, that's that's why I'm wondering. So we we gotta... can't even get that many on any other year to do everything. <laughs> well, we've got to get we've got to get some volunteers, people. Eh, I've got another fair. My hands are full with. I'll talk to you after that one's over. Yeah, I got my butt ripped over that last week. I, I feel like that would be so much harder what? to market, though. How, what are you talking about? Uh, JB came into my office on Thursday of last week. You see my truck there. Now on, I'm parking inside the warehouse so they don't know I'm there. And he came in and proceeded to rip me because I wasn't helping with the bands. Okay. You told you told me I was not supposed to help with the bands. Whoa! I thought you were just out on this event entirely. That's what I thought, and he yeah, said, "That's what I told him." And he and, he, and I told him that my understanding is you and your wife were going to do the bands, and he's like, "No, you're supposed to be doing the bands." I'm like, "Okay," but they have two bands lined up, but they want me to line up the rest of them. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll do that." Hold on, yeah, they do have two, and I have lined up the rest of them. I think there's a miscommunication going on. Okay. Uh, so I have a meeting coming up with them anyway. Well, uh, this have... event is about done. Like I think we've uh, just about got everything, including our sponsor budget met. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you know, the small small fear came together nicely. Um, well, the, uh, what the the conference center lady really wants these bouncy houses to happen. She's pushing it hard. And mm -hmm. so I went to talk to the mayor. This was on uh, before I went out of town Friday. And uh, he really wants it to happen. And so I think they're going to open up their checkbooks some more. And Vicky's in the process of getting sponsors for us. I like, I like open checkbooks. Well, not open, but... Maybe, maybe this is a silly question, but why do they cost such an ungodly amount of money? I mean, don't oh. they just, like, plug a, you know, an air hose up to them and fill them up with air? No, we're... So we're talking about the ones that uh, we're talking. Well, I mean, like I've I've seen the pictures. Like the National Guard brings out when they're trying to do their recruitment stuff and whatnot. I we're mean, it costs a couple hundred dollars just to get each one of them transported to the location because you have to put them on a. Yeah, some of these bouncy houses come in six different pieces yeah. that they all have to be individually put together and stuff. The one is a zip line, and it and the zip line alone, uh, it's about a hundred foot zip line. And it takes uh, five people to work that. Um, wow. And then uh, and you're put into a harness and you zip line. You'll go sideways across the park over the zip line. The other one, uh, I'm 
I'm looking at a couple water slides. It was up to 15 grand, and I knocked some stuff off. But we're looking at water slides. We're looking at obstacle courses. We're looking at, you know, those great big plastic balls that you get inside and roll around like a hamster? Yeah. We're talking about that type of stuff, too. You know, and, so it's, it's, it's big stuff. This company doesn't have an issue with us being the ones to, to work or man those... Well, of course well, not. A, They're going to want uh, us to sign liability waivers. Asked, so get well, that's specifically why I was asking. Is I mean, isn't there a pretty huge liability issue there? Well, no, that's what the guy we, told me. Is if I we hook a harness up wrong and somebody goes to zip line and you know they go flying off well, and break their neck. If they fall, they're going to fall on a bouncy house. It's, it's all inflated <laughs> underneath of them, so it's not like nobody can really get hurt. There's right. air everywhere. They're going to bounce up and be right back into the harness. I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, the key thing here are going to be the photo opportunities of having uh, like Captain America and other prominent Masonic figures from our jurisdiction on a bouncy thing. The photo op is, is when you have a bouncy house that's held up by air and they put me in a zipline harness and my butt <laughs> is, <laughs> is burning the ground all the way across. The... Yeah. No, that's, the air uh... compressors all kick into overdrive. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see how that's going to work because I... Uh... I downgraded the other event, I think, to uh, a different variety of carnies than we've had in years past. So, What does that mean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say downgraded, what do you mean? Exactly. So the carnival that's coming this year is the carnival that did this event at the old facility. Okay. Yeah. So... But it's the one that the city wanted, so they're going to get it, except it costs more, and I don't think their stuff is going to be as nifty. Yeah, but I'm, I'm very concerned about the word downgrade. Like, do they only hire felons? What's uh, Well, I mean, gypsies, felons. Uh, gypsies are felons who haven't road been men. Okay, I got a public service announcement. This is, why, this is why people do drugs. I bought a big bag, a big bag of Cracker Jacks. And so I'm expecting my magnifying glass prize or whatever. That's that's why you buy Cracker Jacks, right? You want to see your prize. And so I open it up, and I get a freaking sticker. There we go. Can we see the other side of it? It's this new prize. That's not the prize. That's the prize. New pr Look, new It says prize. new prize. Oh, you have to open it. Yeah, and so you got to open this little thing. Well, what's inside? It's a sticker. It's not just Throw a sticker. It looks like one of those like. Oh, uh, it's one of those like plastic things, things that you can put on uh, glass, maybe. No, it's a sticker. Oh. And this is why people do heroin right here. Wrong kind of crack. They expected. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> Bring the ballpark to life. Download. The, oh, they want me to download an app. <laughs> Thank you, Orlando. That's yeah. That's your that's your real prize. It's it's something on the internet. You gotta download the prize. You aim and frame, and you experience it come to life. Okay, you guys talk among yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. It, be, it better be something good with his new prize. Cracker Jacks used to be like ten cents a box, and a bag of Cracker Jacks like this now is like five bucks. It ain't nothing but popcorn with some caramel on it. Yeah, and that's uh, in there. that's currency inflation for you. That's you were a kid buying Cracker Jacks, and it was twenty-five cents. Well, that's like five dollars today. 
It also concerns me the uh, advertisement they have on the front of that bag. Tony says "new prize" inside, it in, like giant blue letters. Like what? Yeah, they they make it sound. They make it sound. Are we on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Everybody needs to look at this. Everybody needs to write Cracker Jack a letter and say, "Bring back the magnifying glass." Remember the little magnifying glass you used to get? And sometimes you—I mean—you'd get something no. out of the thing. No, I nobody would, remembers that. Or we the were design. not alive when that was a thing, yeah. Tony. Sorry. Cracker Jack started going downhill when they started giving the the rub-on tattoos, and then they then they done away with that and got a sticker. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Well, Are you yeah. sure there's not another prize in there? I'm getting ready to download the app. I mean, y'all <laughs> y'all go do something. I'm going to oh, download yeah. an app here. So uh, on to to things that uh, particularly matter i guess um so we got through the big master mason dinner and now uh i made a big deal on our slack group uh that this past week i discovered gangsta grass which is exactly what it sounds like Um, it's it's a type of music for everybody it's not exactly what it sounds like okay yeah it's not what bruce thought it it was a genre of music (laughs) Bruce was uh, going down a different path on me. Yeah. So it is bluegrass music with gangsta rap lyrics. And it sounds like a joke because I thought it was a joke. And it's actually really good. And and it, it's, it, it's just blown my mind. Like the, the whole week, like I went on my Google music thing and I, uh, I, I got the album, um, "Lightning on the Strings" and "Thunder on the Mic," and uh, it is for for you fellow Hill people out there. Um, it, it's it's interesting. Like the the lyrics are about uh, I guess like thug life in the hills, um, but it's it's just different enough that it it's, it caught my attention. So um, the show music at some point, one of the bookends is probably going to be one of those songs. Uh, and if you've ever listened to or watched the show Justified, which is how I think Google directed me to this band, uh, that opening and closing song they have on that show is by that group. Oh, that's the name of the band. I thought that was just like the name of the genre. No, no, it's a particular band. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so that happened. Uh, also, in a more unfortunate change of circumstances, as you've probably seen on reddit by now uh i spent a lot of our last show plugging the scottish right in one vein or another the scottish right research society and how jeff needs to join the scottish right etc and uh then the news breaks this week about the scottish right in a midwestern city if you haven't seen it on reddit already uh that apparently had some surreptitious video recording uh, going on in the women's bathroom of the Scottish Rite Temple. And you laugh at the beginning and you say, ha ha, there's no women there, maybe like Eastern Star and who's going to film that, ha ha ha, right. But like Scottish Rite Temples in most towns, including including our own actually, uh, I don't know if there is a Scottish Rite Temple that's not like huge. And it's it's like a public center. Like people have weddings in them, and they rent them out for dinner parties, and like there's usually civic events that happen there. 
So the opportunity to catch ladies unaware in the bathroom is a lot higher than it would be in, say, like our lodge building. Um, and it, there were some hidden cameras found and um, all of this being alleged in a civil lawsuit by some of the victims. So I won't speak one way or the other over whether there's a tr any truth to the matter, but it is an unfortunate story um, because it kind of makes us all look, well, like shady characters. It's, just, um, it's so awful because it's one person doing yeah. this and it makes so many people look bad. Well, and I can't imagine like the sense of, I mean, you know, like, like our Scottish Rite Temple and, and everyone else's or, or even our lodges, like, you know, my wife and daughter and, you know, Tony's wife and daughter and right, right, right. like they, they come to these, to our buildings to attend our functions. That's why we have a women's room in these facilities. Um, and then, then there's like the rainbow girls, which also meet in our facilities. Um, it, it's, that's a separate travesty by itself. Yeah, it's, it, it's bad news all the way around. Uh, I did want to point out if you've linked to the story on Hodaf's blog, uh, I don't know if he's got a copy of the court filing or not. Um, we had some confusion here locally about the individual brothers who are named in this lawsuit. Uh, I want to make clear for those who don't read that closely and they just he see or hear some names that uh, those are not the brothers being accused of any of this wrongdoing. Um, they are the registered agents of the various uh, of that foundation and whatever other groups. So they get served with the summons for the lawsuit. Um, nobody is accusing or has accused those named brothers of, of anything to do with this. Um, other than, you know, negligence by running the facility that let this happen. But they're just uh, chasing the money at this point, And that's how clarify. you Yeah. Cause if my name was on one of those documents for something this bad and heinous within the fraternity, I would want someone to clarify that for me too. Um, so the brothers named in the paperwork are not being named because they're being accused of anything besides negligence. Oh, you downloaded the app. It's some kind of German stuff. <laughs> this Go is how on. we get ransom. I'm not, I'm that not could lying. be a good prize. Bachelman till blipper plots and deliver the Hededer say make it. I feel like you did it wrong, Tony. Tony, they never actually beta tested that app. You were the only person in the entire <laughs> United States that actually went and downloaded it. And, uh, and so I click on. I'm, I'm thinking that there's a drop down menu, and so I'm thinking, well, maybe they've got it in English. You know, you got to choose your language. The closest thing I see here is Tumblr. Or no, Tumba Centrum. There's no... Is it, is it German for tender, Tony? Because in that case, you, you are onto something. The, the, hold on. Cracker Jack is an American brand. Why is it even... No, it's not. There are no American brands anymore. Yes, it is. Uh, Just because they put like red bars and stars and blue stripes on the packaging doesn't, doesn't make it American. That's like, when Bud, that's like when Budweiser put on their cans... Last summer, America. Oh. America. It's owned by Frito Lay, <laughs> who is owned by Pepsi. So yeah, it is. Budweiser is no Cracker Jack. No, oh, Cracker Jack. No, Budweiser is owned by like some foreign brewer deal. Yeah. Oh, I, I downloaded the wrong app. Oh, good. 
So uh, why don't you follow that and we'll, let us know where it goes? Wait to see what happens on this uh, on this Scottish Rite story, but it's only a matter of time before it it spreads further than where it originated, and uh, our wives and friends and family start questioning our affiliation, assuming that it's referred to as the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, which, as I understand, this story hasn't really done yet. So maybe the general public hasn't hasn't put the two together yet, which is probably a good thing. Um, so, uh, oh, I was checking IRC, sorry. Got a little distracted. Uh, continuing to plug the, the Scottish Rite, however, uh, the Research Society publishes those books like I talked about last week, but, uh, the general membership receives this thing called the, uh, the Scottish Rite Journal. Which comes out, I think, quarterly or every couple months. I forget if it's every two or three. And it usually has some cool stuff in it, too. Um, and I got this one today, and I was flipping through it. Anything Art de Hoyos writes, I tend to uh, read immediately because I'm like a fanboy. One day I'm going to go there and you know have him like sign my hand or something, like a, like a teenager at an NSYNC concert. Your breast. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyway, he did an article entitled uh, Esotericism is a Matter of Degrees. And basically, he, he opened up with this question of, is Freemasonry esoteric in the sense that we usually use the word? And uh, his answer is kind of, maybe, we don't really know. Um but he goes on to explain why, you know, being an eclectic organization, we've kind of collected things from different groups and traditions over time so that it, there's definitely esoteric roots to a lot of things. Whether it was on purpose or not, we don't know. But my favorite part was when he gets to the end uh, where he talks about, uh, he sometimes speaks about historical records versus hysterical documents. Um, hysterical, like H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-C-A-L. Um, and he says, before you buy into such fantasies as Freemasonry descended from the ancient Egyptians, get a quick education. He refers to some books uh, that you could use to do that. Uh, but basically, it's uh, when you can speak intelligently about the old charges, the Gothic constitutions, early Freemasonry in Scotland, the formation of the first Grand Lodge, how and when the degrees developed, then people may be inclined to listen to you when you start to talk about more exotic things. So educate yourself well enough to argue both sides of the argument. Um, which I bring up because, you know, when I say it, it's not really that important. But when DeHoyo says it, maybe people will listen. Um, I kind of go into this with, it tends to happen more with my uh, brothers from my other lodge. But there's a lot of really cool theories that may or may not have much proof to them about our fraternity or its rituals or traditions. And people kind of look at you when you're crazy, like you're crazy when you start just going on with that stuff. Um, whereas if you develop a reputation first for you know rationality and not buying into the fantastical, they tend to be more persuaded... Uh, when you do start talking about those things. 
So I guess my general tip here for uh, my fellow esoterically inclined brethren is when you open the conversation, maybe start with your feet on the ground before you start soaring off into the clouds. Um, and and that's, that's harder to do than it sounds. I struggle with it sometimes too. Uh, sometimes our after lodge conversations delve into just some off the wall type ideas. But uh, we shouldn't forget the stuff that we do know, the things that have been written down. Um, for instance, the founding of the Grand Lodge of England, which we're celebrating the 300th anniversary of. Uh, and I wanted to take this opportunity to plug the gathering that will be happen happening at the Washington Memorial, uh, hosted by our brothers from the Round Guys at a Square Table show. Uh, if I can find... Where did I put that? Who's producing this show? No one. Not really. Oh. Where my go? I have horrible luck. That is why we don't Go let on. transgenders into the men's restroom. Because what would happen with the camera? What? It would be like a transgender conference or something. And that would be the pictures I get. A bunch of wieners. Okay. It's at the... <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Tony. What are y'all talking uh, we, about? We've moved on. so Oh, far uh, less this, important things. Yes. The celebration will be uh, at the George Washington Masonic National, National Memorial, June 23rd and 24th. Um, there's going to be speakers, games, prizes, etc. Uh, tickets are on sale for $99. Uh, they, I think they're more expensive now. But you can find more info at the masonicroundtable.com slash 300. Um, whether or not the After Lodge podcast guys will be there, um, we still don't know. Uh, we haven't committed yet. Mostly, I want to see if uh, those guys are going to give us free tickets and you know make us feel important or not. So, Nick, if you're listening, why don't you get on that? Uh, <laughs> otherwise, and by Nick, I mean uh, um, the millennial Freemason Nick, not uh, included on the show by my daughter Nick. So, uh, I wanted to plug that now in the middle of the show because the last time I did it at the end of the show and then there were some grievances that the favor wasn't good enough because nobody listens that far, apparently. Oh, that's um, cool. Yes, Tony. Are you still messing with the app? Yeah, I, I put it to take a picture of myself and then it came up with Palio Bellagio. Uh, he was born in Genoa with a twin brother, Piero. He's noted for the characters he created. Anyway, they're saying this guy looks like me, and you won't be able to see it. But anyway, it's some old man. Well. This is bullcrap. So did you actually get the Cracker Jacks app, or did you get the, like... No, I found the Cracker Jacks app. I, I downloaded the wrong app first. Oh, okay. You can scan the world, and if it takes your picture... <laughs> why do we... Why do we bring you here again? <laughs> Oh, cool. If you point it towards your laptop, it says laptop. It lets you know that you took a picture of your laptop. Because that is super helpful. Yes, yes. Um, by the way, Brother okay. Chaplin Jr. was at our annual festival. Thing. He was. Um, he showed up and then he said, Momentarily. Well, if my daddy ain't here, I ain't going in there. 
Oh, he did not. Yeah. He never went in. I think he had some issues with some of our visitors, and he didn't want to sit and lodge with them. Mm, he does strike me as that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have a talk with your son. <laughs> well, the apple don't far, far, far from the tree. <laughs> That's really why he went to NASCAR. <laughs> He could stand to be a little more liberal, Tony. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, Tony's kids could be far more liberal than they are. Like, there's a whole, like, other end of the spectrum they could be on. Like, they could move a little to the left and be, you know, Rush Limbaugh. All, all the way back around? Yeah. Imagine, come full imagine being as liberal as I am going to a NASCAR race. And so, I, <laughs> yeah. I had to. I had to uh, be very quiet. Did you see the Trump car? No, no, I did not. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> did no, you I see think Donald I Trump. Can't, I can't say it. It'll give away something. So I can't say it. Okay. I'm trying to get tickets to well, one of Trump's uh, appearances. For that. Oh well, why did you bring it up if you know you can't say it? I'm trying to get tickets to one of Trump's appearances. He can say that. I just can't say where his appearance is at. The White House. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania. White House is pretty close to Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, you know what's cool, though? <clears throat> the company that sponsored our trip and had us, brought us up there and all that, I'm, uh, I'm putting, I put together an annual sales meeting for all the managers and sales reps once a year. This year, we're holding it in Illinois. Next year, they want us to come and hold it at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and they'll pay for us all to do the Richard Petty experience. Now, that would be cool. Is that like where you get your toenails fixed? And That's where you drive the uh, race car. You actually drive oh. the race car around the track. Okay. I was picturing cool. like some guy looked like Richard Simmons like filing your toenails, and it was far less pleasant in my head. You're thinking of the Tom Petty experience. Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. <clears throat> Don't come around here no more. <laughs> yeah, that's a Tom Petty song. I won't back down. I love Tom Petty. Mm -hmm. So you down. guys, you guys are like the Masonic experts. I'm like the color guy. The what? Colored, not colored. I'm the color guy. <laughs> the color guy who doesn't like colored guys. <laughs> Don't so, say so much. So much he has to ha find a reason to. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> don't 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 even get that started. People will believe uh, that stuff. Next thing you know, I think you started this on your own, sir. Don't make me bring back Deacon Doug or whoever. That's Deacon. I forget who the Deacon was. I just miss Truman. Truman. Oh. Mm. Poor poor nipples on the Slack channel. Really. And he wanted to know who 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 the kind of nonsense he was saying. Oh, who you were? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> oh, hey, did you guys know that today was uh, International Women's Day? Yes. I didn't either. No, Tony, that's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> oh. I, I only knew it because of a bunch of people on Facebook. Beyond that, I would not have known. Yeah. So I feel like the the so there was this whole thing about uh, you know you weren't supposed to go to work today if you were a woman to show the world how much you know they need you etc. Really? And I feel like that that whole idea is kind of undermined if 
it kind of backfires if if you don't go to work at a protest on Moss and the world keeps on turning without you. Don't feel like that makes the point that you're trying to make. Um, if we had known this, we should have done something special for the Eastern Star. I mean, uh, we are doing something special for the Eastern Star. They're going to meet in our building tomorrow and not pay us any rent. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's see. What else do we got here? I'm kind of light on show material this week on the account of. Uh, well, I do want to bring. I want to bring up the elephant in the room. Okay. I sent, I posted something on the Reddit app on our page that finally puts to rest the um, conversation or the discussion about compass versus compasses. No, it, no, it doesn't. doesn't. I don't know where you got that from. That, but it, it came from the Masonic Dictionary. Oh, okay. Show your sources. That makes it reliable. It yeah, what, what, what does that mean? Tony, I can publish a Masonic Dictionary. It came from the Masonic Dictionary, and it says it's compass says. Right. It's one of that. It's more of that hack nonsense about a singular compass is a magnetic pointing device for direction yes. finding. That's and a compass. Compasses plural are dividers, but that's that's not just like a pair of pants. No, yeah. a pair of pants is two pants sewn together. Back in the days when we had pantalones or whatever the hell they were called, they oh, were that's giant cool. stockings, and you had one for each leg. You had a pant. Yeah, you, you literally pant. had to buy two pants Yes. to make one pair of pants. That's also where cod pieces came from, because men bought those to join the two pairs of pants together. Yes, and when you talk about scissors... Where are y'all getting this bullcrap? Knowledge. First of all, this is fact. This is Somebody, like, this is a debatable no, thing. I don't no. need to look up a, a BS book enough, that somebody wrote. Honey, you're old enough no, to remember some, when men wore pantaloons. No, pantaloons somebody, somebody was trolling you guys, nope. and you all ended up taking it as fact. Pant yeah, it's fake news. Oh, fake. It, it, they were trolling you. They were like that is etymology of the word. Do you know when we got pants? We got two. They they came from pantaloons. They, that's what the cop look. If you Just talk about listen to yourselves. If you talk about scissors, there are two shears that are joined together, two individual shears to make a pair of scissors or a pair of shears. A compass is a singular device. You don't have like if you take one point of the compass, like one of the legs, you, you don't then have a compass to put two of them comp together and have compasses. You just have a leg of a compass. Or you have a divider. Okay, so one, you would have a if you have if you only have one divider. If you only have, you have one leg or a compass. If you only have one leg, you have a compass. If you have two legs, you have no. compasses. How is that a compass? That one leg by itself isn't a compass. It's not it's a pencil. But basically, yeah, or a divider, as it's sometimes called. And when you put two dividers together, if you got you one leg divider, it can't be a divider. It's just a point. I would call it a point of a compass. Yeah, you could call it that. But oh, well, wait a minute. That throws us off. Do you say a point of the compasses or do you say a point of the compass? You say a point, a point of the compass. Since, since the nobody com in their right mind says the first one, Tony, I'm going to go with the second. Okay. We'll agree to disagree on that, but we are not going to buy the pantaloon thing. No. Oh, okay. 
I suggest you do some some personal research on that. For instance, Siri, why do we call pants pants? Oh, here we go. Oh no, Wikipedia! Somebody has infiltrated Wikipedia with this nonsense. Uh, that's not reliable. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, drafting equipment from engineersupply.com. Uh, what did they call it? I feel like they would know better than Freemasons. Okay, okay, I got a question for you. Oh, here we go. Why do we call it a pair of binoculars? It should be just binoculars because binoculars because is two monoculars. Yes, I don't actually know. Sometimes English is weird. But it is binocular. So if you go to engineering supply stores, of which I've pulled up six already, uh, to buy drafting supplies, the little tool you use to to scale distances or draw circles is every single one of them listed as a compass, singular. Yeah, because it may it, they may be the little magnetic device that they're looking for. Why in the world would an engineer use a magnetic compass to draft things on paper? To find true north, so he could arrange his desk, so when he draws, everything will be in line. A, a geographer might do that. Uh, your, your son's an engineer. He settled this for you. Anyway. Um, I, I, if you didn't want to believe me, you know, you paid for, or somebody paid for his expensive school, and I feel like he should know what it's called. And unlike my kind of engineering, he actually uses that device. I felt bad for him because when he was in college, I was working an hourly or a salary job. It, it went off my income. And then when my daughter was in college, I owned my own company, and it went off my Schedule three, Schedule C business income, and I brought that in. And through depreciation, I was able to show that I was penniless. And so she got, yep. so you paid for her education. Yeah, amongst many other people's, <laughs> except for mine, I couldn't actually pay for mine while I was there. So. All right, the oldest etymology I can find of the word compass is circa 1300, which is the Latin word compassare, which means to pace out, which is a verb. So I would think the device you use to compassare would be just be compass... It's not compasses, R.A. How can you pace out with just one piece, Tony? You need two pieces. Yes. All of it these depends. things that we historically think of as plural, but they're actually singular, are... It depends, on the, it depends on the usage of the language. Now, if you say the square and compass, you're fine. But if you say, hey, the compasses are not laying on the Bible right, you need to straighten them up, that's fine, too. No, so it depends, it it depends on how you... You is not laying the on the Bible right. You need to straighten it up. Right. The compasses are not laying on the Bible right. Is how oh. you would say it. Why would the, you have what? What kind of irregular laws are you going to? Where they have two compasses. But that's because it's like it's like there and theirs. It's here and here's. Um, though and those. It's compass and compasses. No, because all of those things you just mentioned are different words that mean different things. Except for the last one. Okay, move, move along. Uh, Where's the producer at? 
I mean, this is one of those things where I've called out the Grand Lodge of England, the mother Grand Lodge of the world, for allowing things to be published incorrectly. Except they speak weird English dialects that are wrong anyway. The English don't know how to speak English. For instance, uh, they call a cookie a biscuit and other weird things that they do. Mm-hmm. So Fries are chips. Oh, yes, yes. And, and chips you know, if you want to smoke a faggot, for instance, and it's like, who, who says that? I thought you were an extremely tolerant, left-leaning culture, and yet you're talking about smoking up faggots all the time. Which, by the by, is actually a, a English word used here. It means a bundle of sticks. It's a real thing. I don't think we use it here. <laughs> I think when the chaplain says it, he means something different. What, what, what are we looking at? Public service announcement. They no longer have these in the stores. There's something wrong yeah. with them or something. I can't find them. If any of our listeners can find Skull Extra Mint pouches, please let me know. So what you're saying is they have discontinued this because it is hazardous to people and you want to buy more of them. No, I, they, I think there was a recall, oh. but I still found a few okay, that they but, didn't. But Tony, it's a tobacco why, product, why, why, would they, why would they recall them, Tony? Isn't it hazardous to I have no idea of pesticides or something. By nature of being a tobacco product? Right. So Yeah, but this one is especially so because they're continuing to make the rest of them, Harlan. They recall they recalled these and you can't find them in stores right now, and I'm getting ready to That's like like there's a warning label on all of these that says this will kill you, but then also this one over here is even more especially dangerous, like just putting this will kill you on here is not good enough. We have to pull it off the shelves oh. so it's and like, stop making it. It's like heroin laced with fentanyl or whatever the hell that stuff's called. The yes. reason I chew this is right here. It says 100% American-grown tobacco. I am keeping our Americans working and strong. Yeah, except it was harvested by Josh's people. Anyway, <laughs> listeners, if y'all can find this, please uh, let me know. Okay. Anything else you want our listeners to do on your personal chore list? Mm-hmm. Sir. Okay. Do not go to White Castle and order the crab Period. cake. And order the crab cake. Uh, crab cake? That's a thing they have? Yes. I want to go try it now. If you go... I, I you want cakes. to explode? It's the first time I've ever seen it. I was driving last week and I was going through Seymour, uh, Indiana. And there was a White Castle. Well, if I'm not going home, I'm allowed to have White Castles. I don't. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not allowed to have White Castles. Well, I, I don't allow myself to eat White Castles on Fridays or anything because I'm going to go home and then somebody's going to have to suffer. Um, so anyway, I'm going through Seymour, Indiana last week, and I stopped at the White Castle. When I pull up, I notice that they've got all kinds. They've got crab cake sliders. And so you can order a crab cake instead of ordering the slider hamburger. Do, do so they I, have those I, here? Or maybe that's something location specific. I, that's the only place I've ever seen them. And so maybe, I, maybe I the White it. Castle has to be within a certain radius of a place that has crab for them to for them to have that. Um, they also they also had shrimp nibblers, so you could get like a box of shrimp. Mm. Stuff. So yeah. I got the shrimp, and I got the crab cake. Um, as a public service, don't do that. It's a, just, just don't. Oh, I want to so bad now. Who would have thought a White Castle would not have good crab cakes? <laughs> Who'd have thought it? 
So there's an interesting thing that's come up on IRC. Uh, we were talking about uh, William Morgan. Morgan, uh, maybe what was really going to be exposed in his book was whether it's truly supposed to be compass or <laughs> compasses. And then, yeah, it was it was too divisive. Yep. Well, we were talking about this is this is the issue that's going to cause the new ancient versus modern split. Do we have uh, any Do we have any audio of how George Washington pronounced it? Because George Washington was a Mason. I don't know if you knew that or not. Literally so, gave birth to the United States. We discovered that last week, Tony. Yes. Oh, did you really? Yes. Okay. Well, if we if we can find some audio of George Washington pronounced, I'm going to see if I can find some of that. I'm going to bring it on next week. Well. You, you you won't find that, but if you could find his his ruling on the matter, you know what? I would stop arguing it. All right, we're gonna we're no. gonna find some audio. No, George Washington is capable of being wrong. He owned slaves. They were they were not slaves. They were uh, enticed immigrants. Okay, let's go with that. They they were forced immigrants. Put it that way. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad. So bad. Oh, trust me. There's about a dozen different jokes I want to take right now, but uh, yeah, that, that's I, not. I, I need to let them be. So, uh, first, that that article I uh, pointed out to you in uh, the Catholic publication that's real big here. Uh, yes. Sir. Anything? Anything come of that from uh, from your family? It it is not. I actually haven't talked to my mom since then. But um, oh, I think that's it's, why. It's apparently a thing. No. Um, uh, yeah, so the uh, church yeah. here locally uh, made it a point to reiterate that the church's opinion of Freemasonry has not changed uh, and that it's still considered an enemy of the church and a naturalistic religion, etc. Well, I mean, that's that, that's really that's their biggest problem with it is that they consider it Freemasonry a religion. Well, or an organization that's advocated for things that are staunchly anti anti Catholic. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, like yeah. maybe that's the actual reason or whatever. But as, as far as any, you know, publication or whatever, as far as a uh, some kind of official ruling, it's, that's always what they say is it's it has all the makings of a religion. So, you know, you can't be one because if you yeah, belong, so does if you're so a Freemason, you, quote unquote. Along, well, I mean that's yeah, right. That's the same argument I would make. And, and I think there's I, actually I yoga like, lessons at the archdiocese place or whatever that big facility is. I, 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 I feel it. like me and all the other Catholics I know, um, specifically, I'll, I don't know, a couple of Knights Templar would would disagree with that, and uh, obviously, we we do. Yes, I mean we've got a uh, so the chaplain of my other lodge is a Knights of Columbus also, and. Yeah, had a lot of concern about this renewed clarification as well, because uh, he apparently actually checked uh, with his his uh, his priest or whoever it is you would check those things with uh, back in like you know the seventies when he joined, and the priest told him it's fine here. It will be a problem if you were in like Latin America or somewhere where Masonic lodges are still quite literally waging you know like violent war against the church authorities. You know, to have a God that we say is never changing, is always the same, is always, you know, he doesn't change. The rules sure are fluid. So, 
Well, I mean, they they have to change as the prophets change and times change, and you know. maybe our interpretation of him changes, Tony. Ah, uh, bingo, bingo, ding, ding, mm. ding. Yeah. Hey, I want to say something real quick. I want to give a shout out to Mumble Blythewood three ninety five. I don't know who that is, but I want you to. I want to make sure that he understands that I was not saying anything about the slaves. Uh, I was actually making fun of Dr. Ben Carson uh, because when he was he was in an interview earlier, and that's what he called them was forced immigrants. So yeah. that, that's where I got that from. So. Good old government euphemisms. Yeah, he, they were forced immigrants, and, so, and everybody's just sitting there with their mouth open, going, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, Scotty from the Block was on Facebook this week. Uh, if y'all remember Scotty, he's been on the show before. We should uh, probably invite him to be back. You know. I I. I just left his house like three hours ago oh really yeah i see him two or three days a week you guys hanging out with oh right never mind Mm -hmm. um so he posted the uh standard operating manual for uh what sounds like half of our lodge members i don't know where he got a copy of this but uh but i i was looking at it and thought oh that's where they learn to do this stuff so it lays out the six, seven, eight, nine, the ten, ten rules of, of being a member of the lodge. Um, rule number one is don't come. Rule number two, when you do come, come late. Rule number three, never accept an office. It's better to stay outside and criticize. Rule number four, the officers asked for the job. Let them do all the work. Rule number four. Never pay your dues in advance. Wait until you get your money's worth and then wait a while longer. Uh, Rule number, was that six? Are we on six now? Yes. We're on six. It's good to tell your officers' failings to visitors. Otherwise, it might take them a long time to find out. Uh, Rule number seven, if there are a few zealous workers in the lodge, inform everyone that the lodge is run by a clique. Uh, rule number eight, disagree with established rules and regulations. Let people know you have a mind of your own. Rule number nine, keep talking to the brother next to you in Lodge. It makes for good fellowship. And rule number 10, if a brother has said or done something you don't like, be mad at the whole Lodge. Uh, this is a document entitled How to Kill Your Lodge. Um, Solid advice. Yeah, not really sure where he found it, but I was going down the checklist and I was like, oh, I always knew these guys were operating on the same manual. <laughs> now I found it. Uh, it was one of those silly Facebook memes, but uh, I think we I think we need to do a twelve step program for Masons. <laughs> for for like for like really, really I'm, I'm talking about the really I'm talking about the guy that's got fifteen plaques across the back of his car. You know, that's the, got so two, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Step one: admit you're a Mason. <laughs> Step number two. Tell everyone else. Tell everyone else. Step three. Realize there's a higher power called the Grand Lodge. Step number four. If people don't care that you're a Freemason, tell them why they. Should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need a twelve-step program. Which people at my office generally don't care, uh, but they cared um, when they hear like things happening. Uh, that are less than favorable, you know, like that stuff in Italy with the uh, Grand Lodge being accused of hacking the Vatican or whatever. Stuff like that. 
um, then they care. So maybe that stuff's all just part of our desperate plea to stay relevant. I wonder Perhaps how we... at odds Masonry and Catholicism are in Italy. Uh, very, very much. But I think that has a lot to do with uh, the members of both of those organizations rather than the organizations themselves. Isn't that one organization that they're, they, they're, they're a number? They're P... P2. P2, The Lodge. Yeah. Because there's like three Grand Lodges in Italy, like there are in most European places. There's multiple Grand Lodges. I actually don't know which one our jurisdiction recognizes and whether P2 was part of that or not. Um, but you got to remember it's Italy, so like all of our mob movies that we've had here are like kindergarten documentaries to real Italians. They uh, teach that, that they show the Godfather in their business courses. <laughs> in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> Social um, studies. Yeah, I mean, there's been stuff going on between the uh, some of the Masonic lodges and the Vatican in Italy for a very long time. I mean, I remember reading stuff when I was a teenager about, uh, what was that guy called? He was like the Pope's banker or whatever. And then he was also a Freemason, and then there was... The Priory. The prior is Scion. Yeah, I don't... Did that, that didn't have anything to do with Italy, did it? No, I don't know. It's all in, it's all in Rome, isn't it? Well, I mean, the Priory wouldn't be. And there's that good old American geography education kicking in. Everybody but America lives in huts. No, I think... Uh, that's, a, that's a French thing. I think Angels and Demons was set in Rome with the Illuminati. I think the Priory of Sion was like a like Western Europe thing French, to do with Scotland and France. Yeah. P2 didn't it? shut down, but P2 was involved in a banking scandal. Yes, that, that's probably what I'm thinking of reading about as a teenager. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's this constant issue of like Freemasons infiltrating the priesthood. Well, P2's uh, the one that had the, the the guy that hung himself by the bridge. They show a picture of him. He's hanging. got bricks in his pocket. Yeah, they had bricks in his pocket, which showed it wasn't a Masonic thing because it would have been stones. True, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the name of Freemasonry. Like, I know there's a lot of organized crime that happens in central and southern Florida by organizations that call themselves Masonic Lodges. Uh, and are organized, at least external appearances, as Masonic Lodges, but they're not affiliated with the Grand Lodge or uh, whatever Prince Hall is called in Florida, because I think it's called something else. Um, what we need like to do... Weird thing. What we need to do is start a Masonic police force. That way we can police all these activities of all these different groups. Hey, uh, buddy, I think, I think you're a little late. Um, we already did that. <laughs> Oh, darn. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in a bit of a reorganization phase on the account of there being some, uh, some lapses in leadership uh, around last year. So uh, I hear there's an opening for a new chief, though. And since you're not going to be the sheriff in our county, um, you could do that. Uh, our sheriff resigned, Bruce. I don't know if you knew down in the county where Tony and I are. I did not. And we were all so sure that Tony was going to be appointed to replace him. And <laughs> well, I would have, I would have too, but she appointed her cousin. 
Yeah, well, you know, where we live, that's cousin. That's a true story. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is a true story. Uh, also, the guy that used to be the sheriff and was unelected and then gets appointed back. He ran for sheriff and lost, and now he's the sheriff again. Yes. Yes. Um, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. I kind of want to get back into the local criminal bar uh, just so I can mess with those guys again. That's awesome. We can call it the Night Foundation, and we can use the Trans Am, and we'll put some speakers and some lights on it so it'll make the car talk. We'll put a, We'll just put an iPhone in there so it'll be like Siri. We'll call the car Siri, and that way we can talk to it, and it'll answer us. Okay. You've had too many of those Cracker Jacks. I think it's No, this is bullcrap. The, the reason you do cocaine is because they don't put any peanuts in the Cracker Jacks anymore. There's like four peanuts in the bottom of the bag. <laughs> I'm serious. I have not. This is my uh, supper, by the way. Basically, what you're saying is Cracker Jacks suck. From now on, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crackle guy now. Isn't that crackle? Fiddle-faddle. I'm a fiddle faddle guy. I'm switching over. I definitely think I'm I'm reconsidering pursuing that other job we talked about that involves a lot more travel because I don't want to end up like you screaming about a bag of cracker jacks. Back everybody, in my day we had better toys. Everybody thinks I want my that, magnifying glass. I need to get one of them memes because everybody because I do go to some neat places and everybody thinks, Oh man, you go to Memphis. Oh man, you went to Louisiana, you went to New York, Chicago. The only thing I see is a hotel room, the place I'm going to, and then I'm heading out of town. You know, it's so yeah. There's no, it looks it looks a lot more glamorous than what it is. Well, that's your fault because you're hanging out in a hotel room eating cracker jacks instead of going out and you know watching the corn grow. I'm in freaking Iowa. I don't mean now. I mean all those other places you just named. Well, that's true. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we are we'll be, we're going to St. Louis next week, and when we go to St. Louis, I we will drive by the arch and stuff. There's this arcade in downtown St. Louis. It's got a whole bunch of arcade machines from like the 70s and 80s, and they all cost really? a nickel to play. It is fantastic. Oh, I don't. I'm not lying. I don't remember the name of the place. Oh, see, so that, that's just like. But they have a whole bunch of like really old pinball machines. And the pinball machines like work by like rubber man. bands and stuff. I remember awesome. seeing some water over there, but I'm not sure where the water was at. So, <laughs> just so go, I'm go to St. Louis. Google and type in, you know, St. Louis old arcade or something like that. I'm sure one of our listeners probably knows what I'm talking about. Now, granted, Actually, it's it's been like 15 years since I went, so it might not be there anymore. But it was it was, <laughs> it was awesome when I was there. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, we're going to St. Louis at the same time that there is a NCAA basketball tournament game going on there too. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's why there's no hotel rooms. That's why we can't stay at the men's club. We normally stay at, or we had planned on. All right. Motel eights and Cracker Jack. Harlan, are we? Uh, yeah, are, I think. Are, are, are we about ready? Here, is there anything left to? I think we ran out of useful things for our audience about an hour and 10 minutes ago. So Sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can, uh, we can put it into this. Uh, we are struggling and, and trying to get uh, some cool, fun people lined back up on the show. 
but there's there's just been a lot going on with everybody, ourselves included. Uh, so at some point, we'll have some new faces back on the show again and resume the After Lodge cross-country tour. Uh, the big secret there is I'm going to have to, you know, get off my ass and talk to people before, you know, two hours before we start recording. So, uh, hey, I know you're in Lodge right now, but can you uh, step out and do the show with us? Right. Which is basically what I tried to do with David Riley uh, this evening. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's about it this time for episode 159 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC where you can always catch the live stream to the show because I think we've done this every show now since we first started doing it. So it's pretty safe that we'll keep doing it at uh, irc.snoonet.org. Found sign Freemasonry. Uh, the big secret is that you have to be in the channel when the link's posted or get it from somebody else who was in the channel. Uh, you don't, otherwise, there's, there's not really a point, right? Um, for those of you who haven't noticed, uh, I do leave the live stream running until we actually post the podcast edition of the show and then I turn it off. So... Even if you're not active in the channel at that particular moment, uh, you catch the link later, like that same day or the next day, you'll still get a chance to see our pretty faces. Uh, that's it. Oh, yes, and Tony's whatever part of Tony's body happens to be on camera at any given time. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, I have been good. I have been good. Uh, I need to find out if, I, if y'all want me to bring back Truman or bring back Dutch Deacon Doug and all that or just uh, so I don't know we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to review past behavior um that's it so always as always the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits if you're not on reddit out on all the cool and not so cool Masonic stories. So get on that. And until then, we'll see you next week, brothers. Still on the good week, guys. With the shiner, open up your tap and pull some stout over your cider. I got a heap and helping up some beef for you biters. Sharpen your incisors, allow me to oblige you. Write a million pages, trap and keep it in a binder. Then paint a vivid picture over pristine primer. Running with a shovel, chasing rabbits out the briar. Double up your trouble, pouring fuel on the fire. Your goose is cooked, hear the buzz on the timer. Sunshine units clicking on your Geiger. Sweet crew through the lyrical refiner. Canary in the shaft, sending warnings to the miners. No sense in jumping in the pit with the tigers. Go and practice up and get your flows a little tighter. Tell me what defines it the freedom of the fighter. Cry babies defecating in your diapers. To the floor. And you know I'm bound to ride. When the bow hits the fiddle, him give a little more.